right, welcome to today's edition of the Council Roundup. Not the typical Council Roundup that you would ordinarily get with Greg Bishop, who meticulously goes through and picks out the best sound bites and the most interesting discussions from the Council meeting uh, for a couple of reasons. One, uh, just my schedule over the last 24 hours didn't really permit me to uh, to do that to that extent. Also, it was kind of a dull agenda last night. Not a whole lot going on, but a couple of things you need to know about. And so, uh, in lieu of the normal council roundup, we have gone straight to the sources, uh, to uh, two members of the Springfield City Council who will be with us here back-to-back over this hour. And we start with Ward 6 Alderwoman Kristen Desenzo live on the phone with us this morning. Alderwoman, great to have you here. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you for having me. Well, again, as I said, I looked over the agenda. It didn't look like there was much terribly exciting happening, just the usual uh, normal routine business. Uh, There were a couple of things of note, though. So uh, take us through. What did you see as the most important things coming out of the meeting last night? I think the most important thing we discussed last night was the lobbying ordinance that came forward. Now, help me with this, because this was something that was being discussed a a number of months ago, and I I thought we approved a a lobbying contract back then. Was that just a a one-shot? Are we having to do this every six months, every year? What what happened last night different from what was talked about before? We approved the enabling ordinance a few months ago, and I sponsored that, and eight other older people jumped on to co-sponsor with me, so there were nine in total. Uh, And then just over the last few weeks, we held interviews with six lobbying firms to determine who was going to be our lobbyist. An RFP went out, and interviews were held, so now we have that group that that we are going to approve to be our lobbyist. Uh, cutting this right to the wire because the fall veto session actually starts next Tuesday during the day. You won't be able to vote on this until Tuesday night. Will that lobbyist be able to hit the ground running on Wednesday if there are things of importance at the legislature next week? Well, I don't know if they'll be in place by veto session, and that that wasn't really the plan. We were hoping to have them in place by spring session. Uh, but if they are able to be in place by a veto session, then we hope to put them to work right away. What uh, What's the value of this to the taxpayers of Springfield? Why is this a good deal for us? It's a great deal for us. Uh, we have two very dynamic uh, lobbyists that are going to go into the Capitol and see what's going on, see what opportunities are there for the city of Springfield and get us on you know, on in line for those opportunities. We haven't had a lobbyist in Springfield for years. It's desperately needed. Um, that became, a, you know, abundantly clear during the energy negotiations where we had Doug Brown going downtown to lobby. Um, Doug Brown is not a lobbyist. I'm sure he didn't even want to be there doing that. But and I'm sure he didn't have the relationships needed, uh, you know, to get what what the city needed to protect CWLP. So. You know, what we have going forward is a really good uh, group of people. Historically, uh, we have a legislature that is dominated by Chicago politicians. Springfield uh, has usually seemed to be an afterthought for them. Does the presence of a lobbyist really change that? Does it really put us more on the map? Could it get us maybe a casino at some point? Could it have gotten us a better deal on the energy bill? Or are we still really at the mercy of, of Chicago politicians? Well, one of the lobbyists is a a former Chicago politician. So (laughs) uh, I think we we are positioned in a a really great way uh, with the firm that was chosen. Uh, 
We're talking with Alderwoman Christian Desenzo about last night's Springfield City Council meeting. I know one of the uh, areas where this has come up in needing some legislative help at some point is about the extension of the Enos Park TIF, which has been uh, an ongoing excruciating battle. This was talked about a little bit last night as well uh, because of the fact that uh, we still can't get uh, Capital Township to uh, to sign off on this. Uh, Any movement on that? Where does that stand? No, there's been no movement, and it's extremely unfortunate. Um, you know, this is this is game playing at its finest, and you know it's providing a letter. Now, a letter isn't needed; it's not required by the General Assembly, but it is desired. So, you know, hopefully, we can get this moving forward and wrap this up. Uh, this uh, came up in the context too of the fact that uh, we we do as a city find ourselves uh, far too often at the mercy of Sangamon County or of Capital Township, and they are, are kind of you know calling the shots, and we have to dance to their tune. I know this was part of the discussion when you brought up an issue last night related to Sangamon County Animal Control, which the county runs, but the city helps to subsidize, and there's been big concerns there this week because we've had uh, reports of multiple deaths of cats that had been held at uh, animal control uh, because of a a contagious cat virus, basically. Uh, And so you raised this issue last night before the council. I did. And let's be very clear. The city of Springfield is the main funder for animal control, Um, not just what the city pays for, uh, which I vote against every time this contract comes up because I think it's complete garbage. But uh, it's also what uh, the citizens of Springfield pay in their fees and fines for their cats and dogs. So, you know, the fact that we have no say, uh, we don't have a seat on the Board of Health, um, we haven't had a seat on the Board of Health for for some time, Um, and it's just, you know, the, the shelter is obviously not being run in an efficient or safe manner for animals. And if they can't, if their own friends of group is speaking out against them, there's a real problem there. What can the city do about it with all the money you're pouring into it? So this last contract was for about $286,000. And I think we need to look into, uh, you know, privatizing this and bringing it back to the city. I think, you know, those funds that are paid, you know, to animal control currently need to come back to the city. It was just announced over the last few weeks that we are going to be helping um, smaller community or animal control was going to be helping smaller communities and not you know, not charging them anything. So we're paying for that as well. Um, I think it's just time for it to come back to the city and see if there is someone out there who is able and capable of doing this. I know there was some uh, discussion about that last night. Alderman Hanauer in particular said, uh, there's no way we could run this ourselves for what we're paying the the county to, to handle it here. Do you have any idea how much it would cost for the city to take on animal control services and take it back from Sangamon County? Well, right now we are paying um, $286,000, the city is, but Sangamon County or Springfield city of Springfield residents are paying between seven hundred and eight hundred thousand dollars a year in fees and fines. So, you know, if we're talking close to a million dollars a year, I, let, let's see what we can do. Let's put an RFP out there and see if it's possible. I mean, we don't know if it's possible until we actually ask the question. So at least let's get the ball rolling and see what can be done. Should we expect an ordinance forthcoming on this? 
I think you're going to definitely see an ordinance forthcoming on those. Alderwoman Kristen Desenzo is uh, here with us. Uh, while we've got you, let me ask you about a few other things that uh, have been occupying the council's time in recent weeks. We got the word uh, last week, not terribly surprising, but uh, about the uh, suspension and the planned early retirement of Dolman 33. And uh, obviously that has broad implications for the long-range future of city water, light, and power and for the uh, availability of electricity for our local rate payers here. Uh, What's your sense of how this is playing out and what should the next steps be for city water, light, and power? It's an unfortunate situation. You know, we didn't want to lose uh, Unit 33 this early, um, but we were set to retire it in 2023. So it's just a little earlier than expected. I'm, I'm most concerned with the employees out there who had planned on being out there until 2023. Uh, most are going to have jobs to go to, but they might not be as, as high paying as, as they were at 33. Um, as far as the rate pairs go, Dalman 4 is still up and running, and it, it looks like it can, can accommodate uh, the load. And I think we'll be in decent shape. The fire department is another area that Alderman have been uh, giving a lot of scrutiny to this year, uh, cutting money from the budget initially, then putting that money back and now saying we need to do more to bring more firefighters in to alleviate some of the burden on uh, on overtime there. What's your take on uh, staffing levels in the fire department and what needs to happen next? Well, if we don't want to see this exorbitant overtime by the fire department, we need to staff them up. And they are currently going to arbitration for their contract because they cannot reach an agreement with the city. So, you know, it was on on your own website just last week. There was one article where the mayor said we need to staff up public works. And the, the next article was, you know, city can't reach agreement with the firefighters over staffing. So I think we need to, you know, what are our priorities? Of course, infrastructure is a high priority. And, of course, public works needs to be funded. But we have to keep in mind safety. You know, I represent an older ward where structure fires are almost an everyday occurrence or a very regular occurrence. So I think we need to definitely make sure that our firefighters are sufficiently staffed. And I was not in favor of I was one of the four that voted against cutting the firefighters budget initially. So, I, you know, I am not for that at all. A couple other things. Uh, we had this uh, push uh, last week uh, to prevent future 3 a.m. licenses. There's also been the ongoing efforts to restrict gaming establishments uh, in the community and try to, to limit the number of those going forward. Uh, and some of that seems to have petered out a little bit. Uh, do you expect that to come back? And are those things that the city council should be pursuing? Um, the, the ban on 3 a.m. licenses was voted down, but the mayor has made it very clear that he has a moratorium in place on 3 a.m. licenses. You know, I grew up going to 3 a.m. bars in Springfield, and I think we need to let the, the market dictate how that goes as far as 3 a.m. licenses and gaming. You know, if there's a demand there, do, do I? I don't gamble. I don't use the machine, so it doesn't it doesn't bother me, and I don't think it's, you know, gross or nasty to walk into a place that has gaming. That doesn't offend me. But, um, you know, what does offend me is, there are people that are making a lot of money off these gaming machines and they don't want anyone else to, to make that money. So I say, let the the market decide what, what the city wants. 
We're also expecting uh, one or more ordinances to resurface related to uh, the panhandling, the soliciting for money, especially at, at intersections and some of the very high traffic areas of town. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I know there's been some concern about uh, First Amendment issues with all of that, but there's also safety issues involved. How far should the city council go to, to limit some of those activities? I think we have to be very careful. Do I like seeing panhandlers in the middle of medians? Absolutely not. But we've already lost one lawsuit, uh, you know, to the tune of $333,000. And we cannot afford to lose in that manner again. So I think we need to be very careful about what we're doing and check what we can and can't do before we proceed. And that's why they've been held in committee for so long. Finally, Alderwoman Kristen Desenzo, before I let you go, we're here in the uh, last quarter of 2021. It's going to be 2023 before we know it. Have you given any thought at all to your plans for the next election cycle? Absolutely. And? <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh, can, can you say, are you thinking about running for re-election? Are you thinking about something else at this point? Is that a possibility? I'm leaving all options open at this point. What, what, what's your overall sense as to the direction the city's headed right now? Are you, are you satisfied, dissatisfied? What, where do you stand on that? I just think we need to, you know, really kind of think to the future and modernize. I mean, we always talk about wanting to attract younger people, but we're not doing that. So why aren't we doing that? Um, you know, I think, I don't, I think we're just coming out of a, a pandemic and, you know, every time we think we're coming out, we're, we're, we're back in. So I, it's hard to get a sense of exactly where we are. I know businesses are struggling to find, you know, help. Um, and I know a lot of businesses have, have closed. So we really need to focus on economic development. Um, we really need to focus on getting younger people here and, you know, revitalizing the city. I'm concerned about downtown. Um, so, but it is hard to say what, where we're, you know, how we are, how we're doing, uh, because we've been in this, you know, kind of limbo for for such a long time. Uh, and we don't have an economic development director for the city right now, although we have uh, a lot of staff still working on that. Is is that sufficient at this point for in, in your view? No, absolutely not. This is insanity. We've had millions of dollars pouring into the city. And we haven't had an economic development director since March. I mean, this is completely um, just unheard of. I don't, I don't know why anyone thinks this is a good idea. Alderwoman Kristen Desenzo, thank you so much for your time. Always great to talk to you. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Take care. Thanks, Jim.